This is Reverend Charles Fenson. I'm the interim pastor at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant in Costa Mesa, California. This is the morning worship service. Our address is 2850 Fairview Road, Costa Mesa, California, 92626. Our website is pccov.org, and our Facebook page is pccov. And our email is info at pccov.org. We welcome you to this service. Our vision statement is that the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant is a Christ-centered community set free by grace and placed in our neighborhoods to serve and to invite all people into a wondrous relationship with God. God bless you as you worship with us. people of God, good morning friends in Christ, welcome to worship. 
Welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant here in Costa Mesa. Mesa. If you are a visitor here today, please sign the friendship books. In fact, everyone, please sign the friendship books. We might have record of worship. We might reach you by name. I believe Terry's daughter, Amber, is here, so raise your hand. Amber, welcome, Amber. Are there other guests that we may we may welcome any people we may welcome welcome bob rasmussen over there welcome bob other guests yes tell us who you are wonderful hey say hello say hello to george welcome george we're glad to have you with us uh today is meet your deacon sunday we're going to ask you to move across to Fellowship Hall after worship, and there are tables set up, and there are names on those tables uh, assigned to various deacons. If you don't see your name on the roster, just look around the room. If you don't see your name, see Kathy Byrne right here, moderator of our deacons, and she'll assign you to a deacon. Deacon uh, Sunday, meet your deacon Sunday. Where's Amy? Where is Amy? Amy is in Whittier, California, preaching at the Whittier Presbyterian Church for my longtime friend, uh, Dr. Elizabeth Steele, so Amy is preaching there, so blessings to Amy. All three Bible studies are meeting again this week. On March 3rd, we are beginning a once a month, is that right, Debbie Slaybaugh? Once a month, first Sunday of the month, a potluck supper, so bring your favorite dishes. That could be your spouse's or your... Get it? Bring your favorite dishes to share, and uh, that will be in Fellowship Hall after church on the first Sunday of each month, starting on March 3rd. March 10th, we are holding a discovery class for uh, new people to our congregation to learn more about the life and ministry of our congregation, so there is a free lunch for new members, new inquirers, on the 10th. Are there other announcements to make this morning? We have our covenant call in color. Please pick one up, one per family, is that right? Thank you. And we have annual reports from the month of January to pick up. If you haven't an annual report, please pick that up too. Anything else to bring before the good of the of the day, please stand up and greet your neighbor in Christ. Yep. Okay, good morning. If you could please take your seats and we shall begin our worship. And if the choir would please call us into worship.
would you please stand and join me in the responsive call to worship? Oh, give thanks, for the Lord is good. God's love endures forever. Happy are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Happy are those who keep the Lord's decrees, who seek the Lord with their whole heart. Rejoice and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. Almighty and ever-living God, your Son, Jesus Christ, healed the sick and restored them to wholeness of life. Look with compassion on the anguish of the world, and by your power make whole all peoples and nations. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now let us sing in praise. Please be seated, and may we have the children and core four and young at heart all come up for the children's story. Young at heart. Good. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Everly is looking at the snow today. And Rob is not snowboarding. Good call. Good call. 
So today is the 17th of February, and we're going to be looking at in a few moments our gospel story about Jesus calling the first disciples, and their names were Nathaniel and John and Andrew and his brother, Andrew's brother, Peter, Peter, that's right, okay. So last Thursday, February 14th, what was that? Valentine's Day. Do you have a Valentine? Do you have a Valentine? Do you guys have Valentines? Moms, dads, brothers, sisters, do you have Valentines? Everyone has a Valentine. Okay. And we shared hearts. See a heart? Want a heart? Aren't these pretty? These came from Phyllis. Raise your hand, Phyllis. And she found, you already have one, she found conversation hearts. I didn't think they made these any more. Can you open the box of conversation hearts? Who will open this box? How do we show love for other people? Caring. We caring. Mm-hmm. We care for people. We say, I love you. love you. What do your conversation hearts say? Sweet. Sweet. Okay. What else? Nice. What else? Adores. Adores. Like adorable. Adorable. I adore you. I see. Okay. All right. So one way we show love is that we pray for people. And we have a ministry here called... Pendleton prayers, is that right? Mm -hmm. And Pendleton prayer cards, and people who are at Camp Pendleton, eight-week recruits, eight-week recruits, actually send us cards, and they have needs that they ask us to pray for. Is that right? That's correct. Isn't that cool? So, are you the one that has cards? I am today. So, if you want to pray for a service person or their family at Camp Pendleton, talk to Elder Dusty, and he'll give you a Pendleton prayer card. What else do they say on your card? Have you opened this yet? Yes. You kind of mangled it, dude. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What what does it say? Here's another nice. Call me. Call me. Call me. All right. <laughs> what else? Real love. Real love. Real love. Those things, these are hard to see. Yeah, I know. It's because they're about, what, eight years old? Or <laughs> <laughs> we have our service for wholeness. Where do we get this oil? Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. 
and we're going to invite people to come up later on in the service and, and have special prayers. Sharon, Pastor Sharon and I are going to do that. So let's fold our hands and bow our heads. Are you up to Sunday school today? Is that right? Okay, let's pray. Kind and gracious God, we thank you that you called disciples, Nathaniel, James, John, Peter, Andrew, another John, and you call us too. You call us by name. So we pray that as we celebrate Valentine's Day, we might show the love of Christ to our friends and our families, to the strangers that we meet day by day, and also that uh, we might pray for people who are serving our country not very far away from where we are. So keep us in your care this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you, share, will you share these with people on the way out? Can you share these with people on the way out? I know that you've touched them, but that's okay. Share them with people on the way out. There we go.
sing no other name Jesus Jesus my heart will sing no other name Jesus Jesus my heart will sing no other name of our God and King. Lift up your voice and with us sing. Oh, praise Him. Oh, praise Him. Thou burning sun with golden beam. Thou silver moon with softer So strong, he silent sealed in heaven along. Oh, praise him, Alleluia. Thou rising moon in praise rejoice, ye lights of evening find a voice. Oh, praise him, oh.
all things their creator bless and worship him in humbleness oh praise him alleluia praise praise the father praise the son and praise the spirit three in one
Remember, our Lord Jesus can sympathize with us in our weaknesses, since in every respect he was tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with boldness approach the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Join me. Merciful God, in baptism you promise forgiveness and new life, making us part of the body of Christ. We confess that we remain preoccupied with ourselves, separated from sisters and brothers in Christ. We cling to destructive habits, hold grudges, and show reluctance to welcome one another. We allow the past to hold us hostage. In your loving kindness, have mercy on us and free us from sin. Remind us of the promises you make in baptism that we may rise to new life and live together in grace. Amen. Hear the good news. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. He himself bore our sins 
in his body on the cross that we might be dead to sin and alive to all that is good. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Amen. be seated.
thank you, choir, and thank you, praise band. These lovely flowers today are given by Ed Rath in loving memory of his wife, Joni. So thank you for these. Our first scripture today is taken from Psalm 40. Let us listen for God's word to us. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the desolate pit out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Happy are those who make the Lord their trust, who do not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after false gods. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. Were I to proclaim and tell of them, they would be more than can be counted. Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, here am I. In the scroll of the book, it is written of me, I delight to do your will, O my God, your law is within my heart. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. See, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I have not hidden your saving help within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and of your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. Do not, O Lord, withhold your mercy from me. Let your steadfast love and your faithfulness keep me safe forever. Our gospel reading is taken from the first chapter of John. The next day Jesus The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and declared that is John, here is the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen, have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he explained, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. At first, his brother Simon 
he first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed one. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The word of the Lord. Let us bow together in prayer. God, our helper, by your Holy Spirit, open now our minds that as the scriptures were read and your word is now proclaimed, we may be led into your truth and taught your will for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Redeemer. Amen. One of the many blessings for pastors in our Los Ranchos Presbytery is our annual minister's retreat held at the Sarah Retreat Center in Malibu. And for as long as anyone can remember, Pastor Tim McCalmet has organized, hosted, chaperoned about 40 of us. I remember saying to him years ago, oh, you're serving in Costa Mesa. That must be like heaven. (laughs) And he said, it is. We always invite a presenter. This year was a theologian filmmaker from Seattle who lectured on theology and technology. And one of his talks was the theology of a selfie. (laughs) Don't you wonder about people taking selfies everywhere? Especially, what's that? (laughs) Using a selfie stick. The professor reminded us that even when we see each other on the dreaded selfies, we are really looking at the image of God in the face of others. That might be a small help to us as we see tourists or students or even ourselves taking selfies. Here's a famous selfie. Remember where that was taken? At uh, Nelson Mandela's memorial service. Michelle does not look pleased. Our scripture lessons are taken from the second Sunday after Epiphany, not the sixth Sunday after Epiphany, which is today, and it's also from a different lectionary year, but oh well, these are powerful Epiphany texts nonetheless. We are nearing the end of the Epiphany season, which means manifestation of the Lord Day. We began that day on January 6th. We actually celebrated Epiphany on the day of Epiphany, January 6th this year, the coming of the wise men to Bethlehem. Then on January 13th, we reaffirmed our baptismal vows. Do you remember these? With our baptismal symbols of promise. Do you still have your 
baptismal beads. I'll pass these through the congregation. Don't eat them. <laughs> but if you don't have a, a, a bead, you may have one on this second to last Sunday in Epiphany. Is that right, Sharon? Two more in Epiphany. Okay. You can keep these symbols in your pockets or on your dressers. It's a touchable, tangible symbol that we are not only committed by faith to God through Jesus Christ, but that God is committed to us. We belong not to ourselves, says the Heidelberg Catechism. We belong body and soul in life and death, not to ourselves, but to our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. So on the sixth Sunday after Epiphany, we have two scriptures before us. Both Psalm 40 and John 1 enjoy a common theme, and that is revelation. The revelation of God to us is at the heart of Epiphany. Revelation is at the heart of Scripture, and revelation, the revealing of the things of God, is at the heart of the gospel. Let's talk about Psalm 40 for a moment. Psalm 40 may have been two originally independent poems. The first poem was a song, that's what a psalm is, a psalm of thanksgiving for deliverance from some evil, and no one knows what this deliverance from evil was all about in Psalm 40. Psalm 40 is one of the 73 psalms attributed to David. Perhaps David was in hiding or on the run from King Saul, who was after his life on many occasions. And it's King David thanking God for deliverance from any one of a number of his enemies. David the psalmist begins with a personal statement of faith, I waited patiently for the Lord. And in response to the psalmist's patience, God acted in three ways. First verse, God heard my cry. And that's sometimes all it takes, isn't it? For someone to actually hear our cries. Someone sent me an email this week and thanked me for listening to him at a party that I recently went to. He had lost his job. He was trying to do something else. And I just provided a listening ear, no answers, no counsel, simply listened. And we can do that with our spouses, our friends, our children. That's so important. Ministry of presence. And yet, it's unlike God in that often we can't do two other things that God does. God listens, and secondly, God in this text saves. He drew me up from the desolate pit out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a, a rock, making my steps secure. God can not only hear, but God, unlike us, can save. If you walk in the Tenderloin district of San Francisco, where there are so many homeless and drugged out and strung out and psychotic people, there's a wonderful caring church in that area called the Glide Memorial Methodist Church. Have you heard of the Glide Church? Helping street people by giving witness to 
and working with a saving gospel of Jesus Christ through a shelter, a food pantry, life skill classes. But the Glide Church would be the first to say that while we may hear needs and even work alongside God, it's only God who saves. Only God who draws us out of the desolate pit, out of the miry bog, and sets our feet upon a rock, making our steps secure. Perhaps you are in a desolate pit today. Perhaps you are in a miry bog, an unfulfilling job, a soured relationship, failing health. We are reminded that God is not only a hearer, but God is a Savior. But lastly, in Psalm 40, God's not just a hearer, God's not just a Savior, but God is a transformer, verse 3. He, God, after the psalmist's rescue, God puts a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. I find it humbling that God not only hears us and then God saves us, but then our original songs are old and tired songs of complaint, of self-pity, of fear of the future. Those former songs are replaced by a transforming song of praise. The great hymn, Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah, concludes with songs of praises, songs of praises I will ever give to Thee. We need, I think, to ask God to replace our songs of frustration and pettiness and anger and fear of the future with psalms of praises to our God, I will ever give to thee. I'm, I'm tempted to replace the last hymn with Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah, number 608. Can you do that? See, see, Cornell can do that. So we're going to change the last hymn. We'll sing the first and third verses of 608. Isn't he amazing? He's amazing. <laughs> I mentioned Psalm 40 may have been two poems. The first poem concludes in verse 10 with that same theme of revelation. I have not hidden your saving help within my heart. Rather, I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. That's epiphany. The gospel here on Fairview Road is not hidden in our hearts alone, but the good news is spoken. It's sung of God's faithfulness and God's salvation, reaching out to our community and neighborhood in word and deed. But... The lectionary includes verse 11, the beginning of the next poem, because this second poem talks about the realm of God on earth requiring nothing short of God's mercy and love and faithfulness. So our Hebrew reading concludes, Do not, O Lord, withhold your mercy from me. Let your steadfast love and your faithfulness keep me safe forever. So God hears, God saves, God transforms Psalm 40 is an epiphany, a revelation indeed, and we are recipients of God's free, unmerited mercy. As we noted on baptism of the Lord's Sunday, the baptism of Jesus by his cousin John is described in all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, all describe the baptism. It's this heavenly voice this is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. That's who Jesus is, the Son of God, the Beloved of God. 
But only John in this fourth gospel says that the baptism of Jesus is really a revelation, an epiphany to John the Baptist. The revelation comes to John the baptizer, who in turn gives witness of that revelation to others. The writer begins, verse 29 of John 1, the next day, that is the day after John the baptizer was preaching and baptizing down by the river Jordan, on that day, John saw Jesus coming toward him, and John declares, Behold, we'll back this up, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Are you singing that portion of the Messiah this coming Pentecost, or you did that before? Some references. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We have no clear declaration of the gospel than this. Here is God's Lamb, God's sacrifice, who by His life, ministry, death, and resurrection takes away all that would separate us from God's love. That's the gospel. God's Lamb, God's sacrifice, by His life, ministry, death, and resurrection takes all away that would separate us from God. And then John the Baptist takes us on his personal faith journey. Why, this is the one I've been talking about, preaching about all along. At first, I did not know him. Then at the baptism yesterday, I saw the Spirit of God descending on this Jesus like a dove. And the Spirit remained on Jesus. And I, John, testify to that truth. This is the Son of God. So like John, we too are witnesses of that same manifestation of the Spirit. It's the same Jesus who moved John the Baptist from I did not know him to I have seen him and now I bear witness to him. Whether our conversions were a steady illumination like the dawn scattering the shadows or your coming to God was like a flash of lightning, still our spiritual awakenings are not based upon our perceptive powers or our keen mind. They are born of God's sheer, unmerited grace. It's all about God's grace. Finally, from this lesson in John's Gospel, this revelation that forever changed John the Baptist, behold the Lamb of God, that witness changed the world one by one. Two disciples came to Jesus and they said, and Jesus said to them, as they queried up to him, what are you looking for? And they curiously respond, where are you staying? Isn't that an odd response? Why did they ask that? Maybe this was all too new. This will take some time to seep in, Jesus. Where are you staying so we can talk this all over? And Jesus said to them, Come and what? Come and see. As we open our doors Sunday by Sunday for worship, we too are saying, Come and see. 
as we offer Sunday school to our children, a youth ministry, as we gather for our three midweek Bible studies, we are also saying, come and see. Our support groups that meet every day all over our campus, the I Lead School on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with 60-plus students and staff. The Casa del Fadio Church meeting on Sunday afternoons for Spanish worship. Students stopping by for prayer. Three came by last week and prayed for a friend of theirs. Needy folks stopping for food and hygiene bags. With hearts and hands and voices, we are saying, come and see. Come and see. So Psalm 40 and John 1 are the gospel for today. It's good news for the world, it's good news for the church, it's good news for the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant here in Costa Mesa, and it's good news for me. For the grass withers and the flower fades, but the promises of our God abide forever. Amen. We're going to sing a hymn now um, that is my brother, John the Baptist's favorite hymn, and he's doing really well. Thank you for your prayers. He's struggling with cancer, as you know, but this is one of his favorite hymns, and I'll ask you to stand as we sing day by day and with each passing moment.
be seated. And we wait upon you at this time for our morning tithes, gifts, and offerings. be seated. Our sister Mary Perung went to be with God last uh, Tuesday evening, so we pray for the children, we pray for the family. Uh, her services are pending at this point, but uh, we wanted to let you know uh, one of our dear members. Let's bow together in prayer. Worthy of praise from every mouth, of confession from every tongue, of worship from every creature is your glorious name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God forever. You created the world in your grace and by your compassion you redeemed it. Heaven and earth are full of your praises. Glory be to you, O God most high. 
Angels and archangels and all the hosts of heaven worship you. We are not worthy to praise you, but for your mercy's sake, accept the praises of all your servants in this house and throughout the world. Gracious God, your might is beyond measure, your wisdom beyond understanding, your love beyond understanding. You have put eternity into our hearts and made us hunger and thirst for you. Satisfy the longings you have implanted that we may find in you life and find life in you. God of wisdom and love, giver of all good things, we thank you for your loving kindness, for your constant care over all creation. Today we bless you for the gift of life itself, for your guiding hand upon us, for your sustaining love within us. We thank you for friendship and duty, for good hopes and precious memories. We thank you for the joys that cheer us and the trials that teach us to trust in you. We bless you for Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior, for the living presence of your Spirit, for your church, the body of Christ, for the ministry of word and sacrament, for all the means of grace. In our weakness, you are our strength, in our darkness, light, in our sorrows, comfort and peace. So we pray for all who suffer loss in this day. We pray for families who have lost loved ones in Illinois. We pray for Mary's family as they've lost a mother and a friend. We pray for our deacons this morning. We thank you for their ministry of service in our community and beyond. We thank you that they tend faithfully their flocks and that they pray for them and they bring mercy to them. Uh, empower our deacons. We give you thanks for them in this day. So for all of our church committees, for our session, for our pastor nominating committee, for people who do acts of ministry and mission in the world this week, we pray that you would give them strength for their labors and a sense that they are doing this not for their glory or for this congregation's glory, but for your glory alone, O oh God. So now many of us need special words of grace and wholeness, healing for our friends, our family, our world, and I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Sharon to join me now as we uh, ask people to come forward in a moment to share in prayers. Hear, hear now the promises of God. The prophet writes, Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Consoles us in our afflictions, so that we may be able to console those who are in any affliction. For just as the sufferings of Christ are abundant for us, so also our consolation is abundant through Christ. By your Spirit, come upon us and upon all who are anointed with this oil, that they may receive your healing touch and be made whole to the glory of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen.
So if you are able and would like, please come forward for special prayers. And we offer all these prayers in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has taught his people to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So we will sing our hymn of commitment now. Please turn in your hymn books to hymn number 606, Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah, and we'll sing the first 608. I need my glasses, thank you. 608, Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah. We'll sing the first and the third verses together. Please rise. you this week to uh, give your songs of complaint and uh, grumbling and uh, negativity. Uh, give those away and replace them with songs of praises. Songs of praises I will ever give to thee. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit rest and remain with each one this day, this night, in the season of Epiphany and forevermore. Amen.
This is Pastor Charles Fenson again, and we invite you at any point to come and worship with us here at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant in Costa Mesa. We trust that God has been honored by this worship service and that you have been blessed. God be with you.